Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us here on the Next Level Brands Podcast. We're brought to you today by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses and workshops for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you're selling on a regional basis at farmer's markets or just online, and you want to expand your retail distribution, you should look into the courses and webinars from Kitchen to Shelf. Want to learn more about distributors, co-packers? Kitchen to Shelf can help you learn what you need to know to grow. More details at kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com. I'm Steve Clear. This is the Next Level Brands Podcast. And today with me as a guest, I have Candace Crane, who's the founder and CEO of Petal Beverage. She's a visionary founder, but she also plays super mom to two rosy-cheeked rebel girls, wife to her soulmate, and lady boss, of course, in the workplace. Although raised in Chicago, Candace's roots take her back to her birthplace of South Africa, where she spends summers surrounded by beautiful landscapes and her amazing family. The idea for creating a line of sparkling botanical beverages was actually inspired by her grandmothers and their love for tea, and she's going to tell us more about that in a moment. When her vision finally blossomed into action, she decided to bottle up her own botanical blends, add sparkles, and share some goodness with the world. In 2017, she drew on her background in production and marketing and founded Petal, an organic beverage company focused on organic goodness. It will celebrate rebels and romantics who inspire her and empower women, hopefully everywhere, to make their own dreams come true. Welcome to the program, Candice. Thank you so much. That was such a nice intro. Thank you for having me. No problem. We are always, you know, talking to to founders and and people who have um, you know, made a mark in Nosh and in food and beverage. Very, very yeah. important. Um, and one of the things that always amazes me is that the the stories of what the particular spark was or particular incident was that kind of said, "Ah, aha! I need to do this and this is a product." What was yours? Yeah, so mine, uh, you know, I'll try to keep it short because it's a long story. But basically, I was I, I was born in South Africa, but raised in Chicago. And every year we used to go back to visit my extended family in South Africa. And in South Africa, it's a, it's a tradition to have tea time every afternoon at 4 p.m. <laughs> and my whole life, I've been creating my own herbal teas and blending ingredients together, sipping rose petal tea. And fast forward, my background is in marketing and in mostly in, in packaging manufacturing. <laughs> and um, three years ago, I was following the trends of botanical ingredients really emerging in the, in the beauty space, in the cosmetic space, okay. but also starting to emerge in the food and beverage space. And, um, you know, there were craft sodas on the market that had like rose lemonades or um, ginger type and ginger and jasmine type um, right. but they were craft sodas and their number one ingredient was high fructose corn syrup and they had 20 to 40 grams of sugar. Ugh. So I, I basically, one morning I looked at my two daughters and I just had this moment of I can deliver something better. I can source ancient elixirs and ingredients that are globally known around the world and deliver them in organic certified, low sugar, low calorie uh, beverage. And that was really, you know, the vision for Petal was to deliver something better. I strongly believe that it's our generation's obligation to deliver better consumer goods, um, to, you know, to replace 
the sugary drinks and the and and the food and beverage um you know products that are filled with artificial ingredients so that was really my vision and so you're you know in, we do this we talk about the proverbial kitchen sink so you're mixing stuff up in your own and you tested them on on your family a little bit what was sort of the next step? Did you start taking stuff to friends' houses or how did you get from there to a, to a oh, I need to put this in a bottle? So funny. So I, um, yeah, I was seeping rose petals on my stove, you know, trying to come up with the perfect concoction. At that point, my seven-year-old now was, you know, three years old and we were, you know, having tea parties in our kitchen. But I think the first and foremost thing I did was start calling rose nurseries and around the country to see how I can source, uh, you know, all these essential oils. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I live in Chicago and God knows, you know, we can't really grow roses all year round. But um, I started working with, you know, some food and beverage food technicians, beverage technicians and food scientists. And we formulated the beverage together. You know, I was, I felt really strong that I wanted to source real rose oil and um, organic certified ingredients. And I really tried my hardest to stay away from sugar. Um, we, we, we tested with stevia and erythritol as sweeteners and ultimately landed on organic agave. Um, each of our cans have two to three grams of sugar, 10 to 15 calories. Um, I felt like agave was aligned with our brand. Obviously it's a botanical. Um, and you know, we, so we, we had lots of tasting sessions with family and friends. And then ultimately I, I launched very small in the Chicagoland market, opening up about 50 accounts here in Chicago, really to prove out the concept, to see how people reacted to the packaging, to the brand, to the, to, um, the category as a whole. And, um, the feedback was really encouraging, which forced us, you know, to sort of go bigger, plan <laughs> bigger. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, where the most difficult thing for Petal is that we created a new category, which is the sparkling botanical. Right. Um, we sit, you know, at this intersection between sparkling waters and functional beverages. And so sometimes we'll hear from a buyer, like, where do I put you? Because they don't have a sparkling botanical set. No, of course you not. Know? Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, we're a natural organic soda alternative and, um, and that's been a challenge is kind of explaining what this new category is. It's yeah. That is one of the things of, uh, being quote unquote category leader or subcategory leader is it's like, well, well, wait a minute. Do I, you know, where exactly does this go now? And do I put it in next to tonic water or do I, how do I, exactly. yeah. Um, when when you started out, were you were you thinking you would do a line, or were you concentrating on one flavor, or how was yeah. that? Yeah, so initially, um, our hero ingredient I like to say was rose water. Right. Um, that was my my first ingredient that I thought, wow, no, there isn't another beverage that's really honoring these the rose elixir. Um, quite as well as I thought we could do it. Um, you know, all these cosmetic companies were coming out with rose water toners and rose um, 
you know, face washes. And rose water is an ancient elixir. In fact, Cleopatra used to bathe in rose baths, used to sip on rose petal tea. Uh-huh. It is good for your digestion. It's good for your skin. Um, if you're into essential oils, rose actually vibrates at the highest frequency. So that was kind of our hero ingredient. We launched with only three rose skews, the original rose, mint rose, and lychee rose. And then as we decided to go bigger, we um, introduced three new botanical ingredients, so, uh, uh, flavors. So we have elderberry white tea flower, which has become actually our number one seller. Very oh. hot right now, elderberry. Sure. Um, we have peach marigold basil, which happens to be one of my very favorite skews. I, I think it tastes like magic. And then we have lemongrass dandelion strawberry. Okay. Wow. All right. So yeah, I, I, I think the peach, I like, I like that one. Just the sound yeah. of it. I got to try that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. And then in the Chicagoland area, you had pretty good reception. Did you yeah. guys have a business plan that said, we're going to take this nationally or did somebody come along and say, Hey, you know, this, this could sell in New York too. Yeah, yeah. So after we proved out the concepts, um, you know, we built a plan, a five-year plan to really take this nationally, um, slowly but surely, um, you know, going into the right accounts. And um, we did link up with a master sales and distribution partner um, that had, you know, the ways to execute that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's always because distribution being key, as we all know, uh, but also distribution in the right places because a lot of places the distributor can drop it off and the stuff is just going to sit there. Right. So yeah. About that. Um, So did that lead you to, um, did you be with the partner? Were you looking at a geographical increase originally or a, Oh, I'm going to go to Wegmans here and I'm going to go to Gelson's in LA. Yeah, so we we did initially set out to hit the Midwest and the West Coast first, um, but then we had you know some so, you know a, interest from natural independents throughout the country, and so we strategically went with you know forward with accounts that we knew we were able to support, um, either with trade promotions or with online digital ads. Um, you know, sometimes it's very easy to get a product on shelf. I'm not going to say very easy. Some, you know, sometimes you get a, a product on shelf. Yes. But retailers care about how quickly it gets off the shelf. Yeah. So um, I spend a lot of time um, speaking directly to our, our consumer, um, you know, marketing towards our consumer. We like to call them our tribe members. Um, and, you know, I think what is so unique about Petal is that Petal sort of has this voice. We call her Rebel Rose. You know, she's um, the <laughs> yes. modern day rebel. The modern day rebel um, is more holistic, more conscious minded, wants to eat and, and live a more healthy lifestyle. And so we really speak that language with everything we do. And, and um, you know, during COVID, we, you know, we've been speaking to our consumers via social media and um, online and engaging in these types of um, podcasts and, and events where we could speak directly to the consumer that is almost demanding a product like Petal. Now, be, because of the fact, again, sort of first to category and, and unique flavor set, 
there's an educational element as well. When you were doing demos and stuff in the beginning, was it tough to explain or did you just let them taste it? And how does that? Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as like we take the essences of botanicals, fruits and herbs, blend them together to deliver a beautiful refreshment. So that's the gist of it. But, you know, where we've had a lot of praise is from the sober community. Um, people saying, oh, I, guess I have an alternative to the spiked seltzers or the White Claws, the Trulies. Um, but, you know, we'll often have people say, oh, can I mix this? And, you know, it, it always, it never was our intention to be a mixer. Um, and it was never really my intention to be a sober alternative. But I'm so proud that we're able to be that solution for Oh, that, yeah, that, our living more sober, curious, or sober lifestyle. Um, so coming up through and again building the distribution and stuff. What uh, did you have some challenges, some setbacks along the way that you had to get over to to keep uh, keep moving that needle? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, you know, um, beverage is a competitive space. There's lots of beverages out there on the Night. market. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know we've we've de definitely um you know had some challenges with supply suppliers and supplying organic ingredients um having that organic certification was really important to us because it i think it holds us, us to a certain standard um and you know sometimes the ingredients are delayed or sometimes the you know the the quantity of ingredients that we had to order were just so much higher than we actually needed but um, we grew slowly but surely and now you know we actually are running on beautiful new printed cans ah. I'm so proud to say that we just produced um, they're really nice yeah thank you they're like the artwork yep absolutely yeah yeah um, and, and but, by the way, for everybody in the audience that wants to actually see them, you need to go to the website, Candace, which is what? It is www.drinkpetal.com. It's P-E-T-A-L. And then, of course, we're on Instagram at Drink Petal. And you can also find us on Facebook at Petal Sparkling Botanicals. And the website also has a store locator, and you can find it all over the place. Yes, yes. I was just uploading it myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a challenge, and you're right. Yeah, beverage is incredibly, uh, in incredibly competitive in finding that niche, uh, you know. Um, yeah. Again, I know retail was kind of the basis. Uh, talk to me about your e-commerce and e-commerce since COVID. Yeah. So, you know, before COVID, I think that a beverage, you know, our play was really in the, in the grocery channel. Um, and that was really our plan was, that was our primary channel was the grocery channel. Um, we did have, we do have an Amazon page, a beautiful Amazon page. You can find it. Um, but it wasn't our focus and you know new and emerging brands were probably hit the hardest during covid because as you know people were stockpiling and all the conventional uh brands you know the old school um, oh, sure. yep. brands that they grew up with they, everyone was just stockpiling but new and emerging brands kind of suffered in the store because people weren't browsing and they weren't you know searching for new things that they haven't tried before um 
for us, our Amazon sales actually tripled in the month of April. Wow. And we had people reach out to us via email saying, you know, I used to buy you at World Market or, you know, at Gelson's and, and, or at Plum Market, and I'm just simply not going into the store. So I ordered a case on Amazon, and <laughs> I would personally write back, thank you so much for supporting us. You know, welcome to the Petal Tribe. Um, but for us, um, we actually did see an uptick back in May. Our May numbers matched February, which was quite exciting for us that mm-hmm. we were COVID numbers. Um, but it's a, it's a struggle for new and emerging brands because, you know, we were revving up for beverage season and right. anticipating doing a lot of sampling in stores and surrounding stores. And we simply haven't sampled um, in four months. We just started kind of dropping off product at some salons that are that are open. We've done a right. lot of product donations to hospitals um, to say thank you to our, you know, our doctors and nurses and essential workers, but For also sure. help them sample the product. Um, but yeah, so now that we've sort of had this wake up call from COVID, we've realized that we do need to, people are purchasing on Amazon. And I do believe that um, people will shop online just as much as they were shopping in, you know, in, in, um, in club stores and in retail. So we were pushing it digitally. It it will be very interesting to see how much of that returns Um, for the people that I work with. A lot of that spike where we were Amazon e-commerce developed that occurred. Um, some of it has drifted off in some areas, but others, no, it's still pretty much right there. And it's like, okay, so I know the products on the shelf, right? I mean, <laughs> right? But obviously they've chosen not to buy it there or, or maybe they can't get it wherever they are, but you know. It, right. And for us and for beverage, you know, it's a heavier item. So it might just be easy. You know, we find that some people are, are, bulk ordering and you know some of the heavier items that they just don't want to put load into their car load up to their apartment you know sometimes it's just a, it's a it's a simple solution to have a, a ton of things delivered to your door yeah yeah so we can feel like that's the you know the migration um when you were building up the business uh candace how how did you deal with raising capital fundraising how was that done? Did you bootstrap when you started or? I, yeah, a lot of it was done bootstrapping. I was fortunate enough to fund the business um, for the first two years myself. Um, but you're looking at the person who was the head of operations, and the head of marketing and the head of sales. And I was running around doing demos myself in store. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a ton of it myself. Um, and my husband also, you know, was after hours, you know, working with me. And on the weekends, we were just running around like crazy people launching the beverage. We did open up a seed round. Um, and we still have a seed round open. Um, if anyone wants more information, they can reach out to us yep. via our website. But Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, because the, the prospect of basically being able to match your distribution to capital, you know, so that you don't have stuff in places where you can't move it off the shelf or can't demo it or whatever else. Um, are, are you looking at any alternative kind of demoing sample, dry sampling or free little bottles or anything like that at this point? Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to look into, obviously we don't think 
in-store sampling and pouring into cups is going to happen anytime soon. But just giving out cans, you know, we could say cans and hands um, outside of the store or with, you know, if they do some click, click and collect programs to give a free piece of pedal um, is, is great brand awareness. And then, of course, we're working on, on social media and, and engaging with many influencers. Um, of, of your tribe. I'm, I'm going to make an assumption and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume that your tribe is primarily female. Um, that's a good, yeah, good assumption. That is, that is our target audience is, is female yeah. ages 18 to 32. But we find that many men are, are fine holding the can, you know, obviously the graphics are lean a little bit more feminine. Um, and that's been some pushback I've had from some buyers in the industry as well. But after all, it's a botanical, and so we're proud to be one of the first brands to really speak to our target audience, which is women. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of like, yeah. It's if I'm doing Kingsford charcoal bag, I, I'm not. I'm not going to worry if you know somebody's a little offended by something I might have on there that speaks to, you know, males and grilling. But the <laughs> the whole the whole difference in a lot of the on the on the other tribal side which is the sort of dietary or lifestyle tribal is that they cut across so many demographics that all of a sudden you have people who are who are doing paleo who you were thinking wow i don't nothing else in their lifestyle matches paleo to me but that's what they're doing right so they're buying habits and where stuff is 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 being bought and and i was involved in a meeting with the folks at at cisco uh, food service distribution, and we were talking about some new trends in convenience stores. And they're saying, well, we got to get some healthy stuff in the convenience stores. And I'm going, excuse me, what convenience yeah. stores are you supplying? But it's true. They're saying, they're looking to because there are instances where those customers are going in and they're looking at the sugar stuff and saying, oh, no, man, I stopped that like a month ago. What? You know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, and I can't have a beer because that's got carbs in it. So it's, um, it's finding some alternatives. So I think that's going to continue and maybe a little harder for us in the marketing profession to do because we're kind of used to being able to box these people up a little bit easier. And, yeah. And now it's not that way. So, you know. Yeah. But, I, mean, I think it's a revolution. It's a revolution of, um, we, we, we call it the botanical revolution, but really it's a revolution of how people are, are starting to um, awaken to just the ingredients that they've been feeding their bodies and, and, people, and consumers are just in, demanding better. Right, they do that. Um, what about in terms of um, um, talking to maybe people that are in startup mode or who are a, a little bit in a little bit in mission based combining food with also trying to change some lifestyle and habits what kind of advice do you have for those those folks out there um stick with it i mean follow your gut i think there is this is a real shift. This is a real shift. You know, I think it's up, to, like I said, it's up to our generation to deliver better for you products. Um, I think that, you know, a successful entrepreneur is someone who can pivot. Um, and, you know, if you lay, out, lay down the foundations, put a plan in place, like go, you know, go after it. Um, yeah. yeah, do it. Do it. Um, Try as, as you were putting together formulations and you're using obviously very high quality goods and stuff, how is your pricing or what did your pricing look like originally 
versus kind of where you are now and where you are in the category? Or weren't you worried about that because of your unique? Yeah, I mean, so the industry standard is trying to get your COGS up, you know, greater than 40%, mm-hmm. somewhere from 40 to 50%. Um, and when we first launched the business, we were basically putting dollar bills on our cans because we were producing at such a low product, you know, at a low speed. And with we had to source so much of our ingredients and we were on a sleeved can. Um, now that we're in printed cans, we're at almost 35%. And with visibility to get to 50%. So, you know, they, the term Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, this, the term that you're, you, you plant a seed, it doesn't flower overnight. Right. right. Um, it's about watering and nurturing, you know, the plan. And, you know, things don't always go to plan. So it's really important to be able to pivot um, and, um, you know, prepare for, you know, hope for the best, but prepare for, for some serious challenges that had your way. And, <laughs> and when you guys, you know, obviously had to to grow and grow out of your commercial kitchen area, did you decide, did you decide to co-manufacture or did you? Yeah. Yep, yes. Yep, okay. Yeah, work with a co-manufacturer. And were they used to botanicals? <laughs> you talked to them. Not botanicals, very much so with energy drinks and. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're going. But we were so fu- we were so proud because they had an organic, you know, an organic certification. If a facility is not organic, then we can't. Right. Right. You do there. So, um, so we found a fabulous partner and, uh, we were able to produce, um, fantastic products without uh, getting into anything proprietary. What's next down the line? What's, what do you get? What's your vision now? Oh, there's so much we can do with the botanicals, um, both in food and in beverage. So (laughs) lots of good things to come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there a, uh, I was talking with someone just a little while ago who was talking about an ingredient base and they, they had started out making green drinks. So their, their base was, was kale and, uh-huh. and they were buying kale for five bucks, whatever, a bushel or something. And then yeah. all of a sudden the one day they show up and the guy's like, Oh no, no, it's 10. Yeah. And why? Well, this guy over here is putting into these salads. They're going, what? And then 15 and then until more, is there a pressure, a supply chain pressure, anything on the botanicals at this point or as the usage grows? Um, there is a bit of a pressure on organic certifi- certified ingredients. Organic certified, yeah. Had, and the yeah. regulation is quite strict and we've had one of our ingredients um, that did not meet regulation. And so we had to pivot quickly and try to source other ingredients. Um, so we have an organic certifier that works with us. Hand, you know, she's pretty hands-on and, and ultimately, you know, we – it, it's, it's not as easy. You know, if you just had a standard soda, you'd be able to simply switch out one ingredient for another. Sure. Um, yeah. Organic certification definitely adds a layer of, you know, um, of, of, of challenges, but yeah. we're. And, 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 auth- and authenticity is that, do you find that that within your tribe that, that the organic certification is that important? I do. I do think so. I think that um, non-G, I mean, a lot of people actually don't even know that non-GMO automatically, when, when something's organic certified, it automatically means it's non-GMO. Okay. Um, and I do believe people are very conscious of the types of ingredients they're putting in their body. Um, 
Labor and, I, and I and I think it's even gonna. I think the more and more we grow, the more um, and the more you know, the more concerned people will be over all these ingredients. I I I think that's going to also be part of the backlash of COVID. It mm-hmm. Is an increasing thought about you know, well, who not who am I just who am I sitting next to on a plane, but yeah. you know, total health and let's talk about for a moment. Um, you know, immunity. And let's talk about, you know, all these other things that maybe, you know, sugar levels and, you know, whatever. It's, uh, yeah, it just, it raises the whole consciousness, I think, in one, you know, one swell hoop. So um, once again, we want to make sure everybody knows it's drinkpedal.com. Yes. P-E-T-A-L. There you go. That's great. And they can get information, of course, on um, the wonderful products and, of course, where you can get them. Um, so appreciate you taking the time to be with us today, Candice. This is a great story to hear. I've been, I've been wanting to do this and learn more about you and the product. Um, for fellow entrepreneurs out there, we always we torture our guests always at the end and try to get them pinned down to one word or one phrase um, that they would like to leave fellow entrepreneurs with based on their journey. Strength. Ah. Yeah. Good one. Good one. I like it. Yeah. Stay strong. Stay strong. And stay well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it requires it. It's amazing. It's, um, you know, yeah. it, it's a challenge. It's a bigger challenge than most people realize. It's a tough business. Yeah. I mean, for us, like, listen, I, I've actually spoken to a couple entrepreneurs who told me, oh, my God, I'm so busy. I've never been so busy my whole life. Um, and that's kind of how, you know, we've been, first of all, that's how I was when I became a mother. That's how I, you know, I, you know, I have been for the last three years was launching this business. I've definitely never been so busy in my whole life. Um, I think, you know, it takes, there's two ways to look at everything. And if you just try to stay in the positive mindset, um, we like to say vibrate at a high frequency, vibrate in, in a good, in a good way. Um, you know, that's something we, you know, we, I really try to practice with my, my little team that I have is to, um, have high vibes and vibe well, and then, you know, hopefully that'll encourage better and good decisions. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we wish you the best of luck and we'll, uh, we'll try to get you back on the program, uh, a little bit down the road when, you know, there's more products and more stuff going on at Battle. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking the time, Candice. Appreciate it. And thanks to everyone else for joining us here on the Next Level Brands podcast. Our podcast today brought to you by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses, workshops, and webinars for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you'd like to know more about selling at retail, e-commerce, distributors, or how to properly price your product, check out the free webinar archive at kitchentoshelf.com. What you need to know to grow, kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com. This is Steve Clear, and we will see you all next time. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.